0: Welcome, welcome, and welcome to those that are joining us online. Uh, My name is Chris, and I'm one of the leaders here at Life in the Sun. Well, today we are actually starting a new series. Uh, It's actually a continuation of our series in the book of Isaiah. And this series is actually going to focus on specifically the covenantal relationship that we have with God and his desire to be near to each and every one of us. And how many of us here this morning need that nearness? Amen? We want God to be near. So the biggest struggle that we have sometimes is the fact that in our circumstances, God can really feel distant. Amen? Our circumstances are often the ones dictating how we feel, but these struggles and challenges, even though they plague us, jesus has warned us that we would go through troubles right that he said that there would be trouble but the beauty of it is that he said something else amen he said however i have overcome the world amen so there's this promise that we have for, from god and i want us to to really begin to focus on the specific purpose that god has for our circumstances And sometimes when we're going through our circumstances, we don't see the purpose, but God does. Amen. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you that today you've given us another opportunity to come before you, Lord, and receive of your word. And Father, we pray that your word goes out with strength and power today. Father, let there be this new sense of nearness, Lord, as we go into this series. Let us not just focus on the issue. But father help us to focus on you as our solution because god you said in your word you want to draw near and today we're going to look deeper into your heart and deeper into your desire to be with us as we go through these difficult circumstances in our lives we pray this in Jesus name so I have a, a simple question has anybody ever been inconsolable or have you been with somebody that is inconsolable. Does everybody know what inconsolable means? Right? So inconsolable simply means that you're not able to be comforted, that the circumstances that you're going through are to such a degree that even words won't even help. The struggle is real, right? But what we have today is, is really in, is a word from God that that pierces into the very issues that we are struggling with he wants to bring a word of hope right so with this comfort is this consolation that god is going to do something above and beyond what we're capable of even receiving or doing for ourselves you see with consolation we receive words right it could be somebody pulling up next to us and putting their arm around us and simply being there for us but what about those moments when even though that isn't comforting? Sometimes it takes more than words. And this is what we're going to be speaking about today is this is where God comes in. This is where God draws near to each one of us and brings something that is above and beyond even words that even words cannot comfort us with. He brings himself. He brings his presence. And we've already sensed God's presence this morning. Worship was just so beautiful in the fact that we have this song that says it's the goodness of God, right? We want to run into his presence. We want to run into those places where we know that God draws near to each one of us. And the interesting thing about the word... uh, that, that console the word consolation or comfort is that it's actually derived from the word solace uh, in greek it's solari, which we think of the word solar right it's the sun and it's the ability for the for the sun to shine light into the circumstance into the situation it's the it's god shining his light into our darkness where god brings comfort and peace so with that, let's go ahead. We're going to be actually in Isaiah chapter 40 uh, this morning. And it's going to, we're going to be reading uh, from verse 1 all the way down to verse 11. So let's go ahead and get started. So verse 1, it says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. You see, right off the bat, he's talking to us. He's saying, my people. And he's declaring him as our Father. He's our God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her warfare has ended and that her guilt has been removed. Wow, this already is beginning to sound very familiar to us, right? It's it's the Gospel. So I want you to think about this as we read through this set of Scriptures today. Think about not just the circumstances that this laid under, but to think about where we're at now. The greater purpose of God's word is to comfort us and to remind us of the purpose of the gospel. And also we have to understand at this time, this is right when Jerusalem uh, was about to be attacked. In fact, uh, just prior to this, King Sennacherib from the Assyrians tried attacking the city, but, but God said not yet. Right? But we have this prophecy that Jerusalem is actually going to be destroyed. And trust me, he, uh, Isaiah was not, pro, uh, his prophecies were not popular. Right? But how many times have we gone into circumstances such as maybe a phone call that a loved one has passed away or maybe a diagnosis from a doctor, right? And those circumstances are staring us in the face and we're like, this is not good news right so what we have is this this contradiction sometimes and when we are facing this 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 word it can feel like it can feel like like ruins right like this prophecy is coming like our lives are going to be ruined but God is saying it's not over yet okay so That her warfare has ended this is the beauty of what god is declaring to us is that through the gospel the warfare that we have with our circumstances specifically has ended there's a power there that we have to draw from a specific thing that god wants to say to us about our our struggle right how many times have we gone through these circumstances and they do they feel like warfare because They want to suck us in, right? They want to draw us into despair and into doubt and into fear, and we battle that. That's the warfare. And God is saying, Your warfare has ended. But how many times have we gone back to God and tried to bring Him our reality, right? God, don't you see my circumstances? The warfare is real, the struggle is real. And He goes, Yes, I do see that. But I want to tell you, your warfare has ended. Why? Because God wants to begin to draw us out of this life and into the the hope of the calling that he has for us to enter into his kingdom. So let's continue. That her guilt has been removed. We know that through Christ our sins have been paid for. Our guilt has been removed. We can come boldly to the throne room of grace. That she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. You have to understand this is the second time that israel and jerusalem have been judged for their sins and god is saying even though i'm bringing comfort i'm bringing a hope of deliverance to you and again this is the prophet isaiah speaking to jerusalem speaking to the people of israel actually before they go into exile he's giving a word of hope and we could easily look at our circumstances and go yeah i feel like i'm going into exile i feel like that what i'm going through is deep deeper and darker than what i can bear and god is saying i want you to know up front that your comfort is coming that i'm here to go through the storm with you you see we want the storm to end we just want it to go away we we want to pretend that phone call never happened we want to pretend that that that, uh, uh, that diagnosis was something we dreamt about, and then tomorrow we're going to wake up, and it's, everything's going to be back to normal. But how many times have we stepped into tomorrow, and that fear is still there, that desperation is still there, and we're crying out to God, why is this happening? But see, he's got a purpose. He's got a purpose for us to understand something, and we're going to get into that. So the voice of the one calling out, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Have we heard that before? Yes. That was, that was uh, the prophet uh, uh, John the Baptist that was declaring before Jesus was coming to be baptized. He said, prepare the way of the Lord. This speaks of repentance. A repentance of us turning our uh uh, from our unbelief and and trusting in this hope this comfort this word of comfort that god is bringing to us this good news this this gospel that says not only have i paid the price but i promise to bring new life you see the number 40 this was this was kind of amazing let me see if i can find it The number 40, and we're in chapter 40, okay, actually symbolizes a promise fulfilled. He's declaring comfort to the people before they go into exile. But also, interesting enough, is human gestation, right? Being pregnant, how long are we pregnant for? 40 weeks. And then a baby is born. And then we have this understanding from the word, isn't this expectation, right, that Yes, it's sorrowful through that period of time, but when the baby comes, you forget everything that went beforehand. So don't let the, uh, that this life be, a, be a, uh, uh, a stumbling block to what is coming, right? I remember we just went to a, uh, a funeral just recently of somebody in our, in our last church. Their, their daughter had passed away, and she was taken young. And... The neat thing about this was, yes, this was a difficult time, and yes, this was a very distressful uh, situation. But there was a testimony in the middle of it, and the unique thing about this story was that the daughter approached uh, the father on her, on her birthday and So normally the father asks all the kids, you know, what do you want for your birthday? And and apparently they would give these expensive gifts, right? And so when she came, and of course dad's like, so what do you want for your birthday? She said, I just want you to come to church. He didn't know God. And he came that Sunday because he figured out, wait a minute, I don't don't have to buy anything. (laughs) Right? All I got to do is show up to church. But the beauty of that story is the fact that when he came, he heard the gospel. And as a result of that, a majority of his family was saved. And even then, there were those that, you know, there was some incompleteness, right? And then at the funeral, the response was overwhelming. And the gospel was preached one more time. And for those that that were there they began to see this testimony that reached beyond generations and there was a glory and a and a uh, this this sense of accomplishment not of anything that they had done but what god had done in the midst of this tragedy so god is calling us to look deeper into our circumstances he's crying out in the wilderness please come make way Make straight the way. He's talking of repentance. Turn from this unbelief. Let God be God. Right? Let every valley, I'm sorry, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This speaks of a, of a, a direct route, right? We don't want to go over the river and through the woods. Right? <laughs> we, want a, we want a direct route to God. That's what God is saying. Don't take a detour. Don't take a detour through your pain, through your suffering, through your struggle. Go directly. Go straight to God. Don't, you know, uh, what, what's the game? You know, uh, don't, don't pass, I don't know, what is it? I'm, I'm trying to think about it. But anyway, don't go to jail. Okay, that's all I remember. <laughs> don't pass, go directly to, Now, yeah, wait a minute, that is like a wrong way to think about it. But anyway, don't get stuck. Don't take a detour, Right? That is what God is calling us to do. And let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. Why? Because these, these ways of traveling to God, they can become difficult. It's like climbing a mountain, right? Or going through a deep valley. How many times have we been stuck in that deep valley and we're going, God, am I ever going to get out? But God is saying, no, I'm going to make the way even. I'm going to make the way straight for you. If you come and place your your hope and your faith and your trust in me, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Even because your circumstances are standing against you, and pressing you. I will be faithful, says the Lord. Even this week, as I was preparing for this message, there were several things that, that came against. And I had the I was getting distracted and had some medical issues come up, and, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Lord, what, what is going on? You know? Because we want success, right? We want the way to be smooth without going to God. That's really the key here. But the truth is, is that I began to think about, okay, you know, enemy, you're, you're coming against the message, and I'm trying to go back home to see my daughter. You're trying to prevent all this, and God is saying, why are you worrying about all that? Just put your trust in me. Things will work out. There will, be so, there will be light at the end of the tunnel. This is not the end. Let the word of the enemy be the end of you. Because God's word is faithful. And it stands the test of time. It stands the testimony of those that are sitting in this room. We all can give glory to God for these circumstances in our life. But isn't it funny that he just wants to make one more issue that issue that gets you to turn your eyes away from God and to walk into despair and to walk into fear and to walk into doubt and say that this is the one that God is not going to be there for me in but I'm here to tell you he's going to walk through even this one and you're going to be on the other side amen so let's continue reading all right let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low and let the uneven ground become a plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley next slide then the glory of the lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together for the mouth of the lord has spoken you see we are to take this word personally in our quiet time right it's supposed to speak to us but guess what that word is supposed to be brought into the corporate body so that we can receive encouragement in our time of need, right? We come into the body and we give glory for the times that God has brought us through the fire. So these are the opportunities where he's talking about and all flesh will see it together. We will all come together and give glory to God for getting us through each and every circumstance in our lives. And trust me, he's not going to necessarily take care of the circumstance, but he's going to be there with you through it why because he's the one you're going to end up with he's the one that eternity is going to provide to you he's the one that is promised he's our deliverer he's our king he's our savior and that is the ultimate destination if you will is going to be our walk with god a voice says, call out, and then he answered, what shall I call out? All flesh is grass, and all of its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, and the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, the people are indeed grass. You see, these circumstances that we go through, and even the ones I went through this week, they, they touch our mortality, right? They remind us that we're just flesh, that we're, that we're weak. But we don't like being weak, do we? We like to to be in control. We like to have everything under under wraps, as it were. You know, we, we want things to work out in our favor, but a lot of times we just see what's happening in this life, we see the circumstances, and we focus so much on those circumstances, working out, being what we want, we can lose focus of the one who can deliver us. He wants to bring us through. He wants to bring us to a new hope a new life to get our eyes off of the temporal right away from the things of this life that can distract us and and cause us to to walk in that fear and to walk in that doubt and he said make a highway right run to me in the midst of those circumstances and i will be with you says the lord for the grass withers, the flower fades, and when the breath of the Lord blows upon it, the people are indeed grass. We don't have... We don't know our future. We don't know when that day is that the Lord is going to call us home. We don't know. It's when His breath moves upon us. When that day comes, He's saying, prepare yourselves. Prepare for yourselves the way of the Lord. He wants to be a part of even our deepest darkest fears and in fact that's where he wants to meet us the most he doesn't want us to put it off he doesn't want us to be distracted and and be moved away from it he wants us to move into it and face it with his strength he will he will be with us in the midst of it so the grass withers the flower fades but the word of our god stands forever these this is what God is speaking about to us today. His promise. His promises are sure. We're already reading today that his, He wants to comfort us. In fact, this word from Isaiah is to the leaders of Israel. Comfort. Speak comfort to my people. Right? We don't want to be the ones sounding the alarm and saying doom and gloom. We want to warn people that if they don't run to Christ, if they don't turn to Christ, then they're going to walk in darkness. They're going to walk in that fear. They're going to walk in that incompleteness. That is the, the message of the Gospel. The, the Gospel is what gets us to turn away from our fears, away from our sin, away from the things that, that uh, are distracting us. And with courage, our hearts are filled and we turn to God knowing that our sins have been forgiven, that He has a way for us, and his plan is sure. Next slide. So go up on a high mountain, Zion, messenger of the good news, raise up your voice, voice forcefully, Jerusalem, the messenger of good news, raise it up, do not fear, say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. This is the gospel. Do You see, once we come to God and we begin to walk in his faithfulness when we begin to experience who he is in our lives that's when he's saying shout it right go to the mountaintops and declare it here is your god your god can be found in the midst of your struggles and your in your 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 fires as it will he will be there in the midst of it with you you see we want these circumstances to be concluded now but we're seeing here that God is reminding us that this world is temporary and that the eternal is what God wants us to focus on. There's a power in the the word of eternity coming into our heart as the hope of the future. You know, in Timothy, we we are reminded of the blessed hope, right? It's meant to comfort us while we are here. So going back to the understanding that Israel was about to go into exile. They needed a word of comfort to get them through. And that's what we're walking in today. We are walking in the wilderness. God is speaking out in the wilderness of this life. This is a temporary place for us to walk in. And God is saying this completion is coming. We're saved, but not yet. We've received the Holy Spirit as a Uh, as a a token of what God is already promising for us. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, that is the conduit of His comfort, of His good word that He has for us. The power is in the love of God. It's the fact that He wants to come close to you. He wants to come into your circumstances. Regardless of what they are, whether they're tragic, whether they're self-inflicted, it doesn't matter. God is saying, lay down your troubles at the foot of the cross. Because this is where we find hope in time of need. It is not in the fact that we want the circumstances to be dealt with or how they're going to be done. You know, we, we, we think about the, the doctor's, uh, you know, diagnosis. Well, how are you going to fix that? And is that going to involve surgery? And, you know, do I have to be in the hospital? And, oh, is this, you know, we can get so sidetracked that we forget that God promised that he was going to get us through and his presence his nearness is worth more than the actual outcome that's what he's trying to get into our heart draw me near to you draw me near to you because it is in those moments that we are going to find our freedom with God so behold, uh, I'm sorry, here is your God. Behold, the Lord will come with might. This speaks of his coming, right? With his arm ruling for him, behold, his compensation is with him and his reward before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. You see, church, this talks about his, the... The consummation of things, when God comes back, when Jesus returns, this is what we get to look forward to. It is a consummation. We're going home. That's what the word is. When we hear that God is coming, that's the comfort, the consummation, the completion of what his promises are going to bring. It says that he will feed his flock, that he will carry us in his arms and he will hold us close to his heart. He will gently lead us through not only our circumstances, but he's going to lead us into eternity. So with that, let's just go ahead and and close. We're going to be uh, closing with a couple of simple verses here. One is in Revelation 21. Let's read revelation 21 3 and 4 and it says i heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the tabernacle of god is among his people and he will dwell among them and they shall be his people and god himself will be among them and he will wipe away all uh every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any death there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain for the first things have passed away. See, church, this is where the truth is leading us. Okay? It isn't until then that all these things pass away. Right now, God's comfort is that He will be with us through the midst of our trials. He will be here with us through the midst of our struggles. And we take comfort knowing that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a promise to be with us even through the darkest times, and trust me, if you're not going through them now, they're going to come, and it's not something that I, I'm not prophesying bad things on anybody, but this is just life, right? And don't even fear death, because when you know Christ, he will get you through even that last and final darkest hour, and it is meant to be something of joy, a transition, so let's close with this last verse. John 16, Jesus was telling his people, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you that, or we cannot even begin to walk some of the journeys that we have ahead of us father we don't know what tomorrow brings but father we know specifically that tomorrow you are in it you hold tomorrow father god so father if there's any in this house today that where they're sitting right now is it's a difficult place father i pray that they Simply surrender their issues to you, Father, and that you draw near to them at their request. That, Father, there is nothing that they can do to get through it. But, Father, there is everything that you can do. You can walk with them. You can hold their hand. You can comfort them. And, Father, you're the God of miracles. If any miracle is going to happen, it's going to happen at your hand, Father. And if there's anything that I can testify of, Father God, is you have assuaged every fear that I've ever had. Even in the midst of the trials and the circumstances, it didn't look good, Father God. Even on the other side, I found that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And Father, we know that the ultimate test is going to be our final days on this earth. And Father, your peace and your word says that even that, you said that we can lose our fear of death. That death is just a transition. And we're going to see things, Lord, that you have prepared for those who love you. And it's going to be beyond anything that we could ever imagine, Father God. We, it says in your word that eye has not seen nor ear heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him and we recognize, God, that this is not heaven. We're reminded that this is simply a temporary place for us to be tested and tried and to become followers of you, to know you, to trust in you, and to see you work. And Father, we just wanna be able to give you all the glory and all the honor as we rest in you, Father God. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, church. Be blessed. Have a great week. As you take me higher My life is elevating